This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. The growth stock sell-off has continued, as we all know, here in 2022. But I don't consider them to be deals. Not yet. I get this question a lot on Twitter, like, is it time to buy these growth stocks, Tracy? But I consider the growth stock rally to be over now, and it's time for value. So look at value stocks for the deals, not the growth stocks. Value stocks will lead the next rally. They already are. Those of us who are in many of the value stocks are like, eh, the sell-off's not that bad. While we might have some weakness, we aren't seeing the 40, 50, 60% sell-offs like the growth stocks are. So don't look at the past. Look at the future. There will be new leaders. So which companies are cheap and which have the rising earnings estimates? That's what we want to look for. Those are the companies who are doing well right now, right? Something good is going on. If they're reporting in this earnings season and those earnings estimates are rising, not being cut. So stick with the basics. There's no need to get fancy right here. There's plenty of opportunity out there on the value side of things. So I screened for Zach's number one rank stocks. Now, remember, the number one ranks are the strong buys. And those are fairly rare out of the over 4,000 stocks we cover. So we're getting the best of the best with hopefully rising earnings estimates. That's what it takes to get the number one rank. I also screened for PEs under 20 and for a price to book or not price to book, sorry, price to sales ratio under one. And remember, I like to use the price to sales ratio because it's very difficult to finagle the sales, right? There always can be some kind of, uh, you know, expenses or things that you can miss, mess around with and get that earnings at a place you want to get it at. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But not so easy to do with sales. You either have them or you don't. So that's why I like to look for those low PPS ratios, the price to sales ratios under one. Now, remember what under one means. It means, say, if you have 0.5 as the price to sales ratio, it means that you're paying 50 cents for every dollar of sales. So that's where it's cheap, right? That's that's on sale. The sales are on sale. And that's what we want to get. Now, remember for the Zach's rank number ones, there's usually about 220 of those, give or take, at any given time. So again, it's an elite group of stocks because we cover over 4,000 companies with the rank. So only a little over 200 of them are going to be that number one rank at any given time. Also remember the rank changes every day. The, we run the computer algorithm and it can uh, totally change who's in the rank at any given time. Also, it's a short-term recommendation, just one to three months because it's based on uh, analysts' earnings estimates. So those can change at any given time, but especially during earnings season. So you'll see a lot of changes in the ranks during earnings season. Keep all that in mind. Okay, so I ran that screen and I got 70 stocks. Wow, that's a lot. 
I, I can't remember getting 70 stocks for a while in this kind of screen. And just for fun, I ran my classic value screen to you, you all remember that I've done it many times on this show. And usually because that screen is so narrow. So the classic value screen has the PE and the price to sales ratio in it, but also price to book. The peg is in there. Price to free cash flow is in there. It's it has a lot of components. And that one is usually only a handful of stocks or, you know, we've seen it as low as like eight stocks in the past. But right now it's giving me 23 stocks. That's like, uh, you know, bountiful of the value in the classic value that has the Zach's ranks of number ones, but also number twos. But even with that, you know, addition of the number twos with all those other components, it's a very narrow screen. So to get 23 stocks out of that one is pretty darn good. But let's talk about the 70 stocks because that's what I want to focus on today. And what's in there or what isn't in there, I guess, is the question. So there wasn't a lot of energy. Um, and that could be because the energies just don't have the right ranks right now. Uh, and so they're not the number ones. They're not making it on that means also maybe the, the price to sales is not working out on energy stocks, but there are some on the, uh, master limited partnership side of energy. So the pipelines and things like that are making this list. Although I'm not going to talk about one today, there were no banks on this list. And that could be again, because they don't have the right rank and the price to sales ratio might not work out either on the banks. So keep that in mind. Uh, there were a few commodity stocks in general, and there were a few retailers on there, but let's talk about the retailers just for a bit, because a lot of them are dirt cheap. So I've been taking a look at American Eagle Outfitters, ticker AEO, it's a number three, so it did not make this list, but it's trading at just seven times now. And and its dividend, which has always been pretty generous, is now 5% because the stock has slid so much. But is it really that bad at American Eagle? Uh, everybody's acting like we're in a recession. Nobody's ever going to buy their jeans again. So some of the retailers are looking a little bit juicy to me, but they continue to slide. So I'm staying on the sidelines with them because I do think they could go lower here still, and you could get them cheaper. Could be a good area to dollar cost average. Uh, a couple others that made the list, G3 Apparel, and also Children's Place was on there, and Shoe Carnival. But otherwise, uh, there was no Crocs, even though that is dirt cheap. I think it's trading at five times now. And they just reported solid earnings, but the stock is at new 52-week lows. So I'll be interested to see maybe some insiders start buying some of these retailers, but the street doesn't believe the retail story. They think a recession is coming and that the earnings are only going to decline as sales decline in a lot of these retailers. So I stayed away from them today for this podcast, but definitely they're on my wish list. They should be on yours. I'll probably be covering them as we go through the summer, um, especially as they get cheaper. So keep that in mind. So I pulled out five stocks out of this list of 70 to talk about today. They're all under 10 times, even though there were some that were more expensive, but I decided, hey, might as well pull out the cheap ones, right? The cheapest of the cheap ones. <laughs> and so they're all under 10 times on the PE 
And some of them we've definitely talked about in the past. So I'm just bringing uh, some new outlook into what's going on with them, how much cheaper they've gotten, some of the dangers with some of these that these earnings may not stick around, even though they are Zach's number one ranks. And uh, so, you know, nothing is certain right now here in 2022 with earnings or anything else, even with the value stocks. So let's dive right in and see what's on this list. Okay, we're going to start with food and agriculture side, Bungie, ticker BG. We have talked about it many times over the last like two years or so. It was and has been a big winner here in 2022 as everybody dove into these food stocks. Year to date, the shares are up 18.4%, but they are off the highs. And so they have pulled back a bit here, but still up and still beating the S&P 500 by quite a bit here. Uh, shares are cheap. Uh, PE of 9.2, as I said, I'm pulling them under 10, and price to sales of just 0.3. So that's pretty nice. Uh, remember Bungie, leader in oilseed processing, and their tag connects farmers to consumers. So Bungie, similar to Archer Daniels Midland, ticker ADM, but ADM also made this list. It is more expensive at 14 times. That one is also off its recent highs because it had a wild ride over the last six months or so with those shares soaring. So it's cooled off a bit here. Now, one thing to know on Bungie, even though it does have the Zach's number one rank, Earnings are expected to decline this year by 7.6%, so down to 11.95 versus 12.93 last year. So um, it has a little bit of the value trap component in there. Remember, because an earnings decline means a little bit of value trappiness. But the estimates were raised over the last month after their last earnings report. So analysts being a little too conservative and the food area is still red hot. So um, same thing happened to ADM a bit. Analysts too conservative and things are still looking good there too. So I'm not too concerned about that earnings decline because the shares still remain dirt cheap even with a slight earnings decline there. But if you can get these shares even cheaper, if they pull back even more, even better. So that's Bungie, ticker BG. Second one is also in agriculture, and we have talked about it here in 2022, but I did feel like I wanted to revisit it after its fantastic first quarter. So it's Titan International, TWI. Remember, they make the tires for agriculture and big equipment. Their tagline is Titan Moves the World. And a couple things to note from their first quarter, net sales up 37.8%. That's their highest since the second quarter of 2013. So they're killing it still. Strong top line growth, they said. The runway looks good, they said. A uh, tidal wave that was expected in 2022 and beyond is in effect, still going on. Uh, so their outlook remains the same. Aftermarket also remains strong. So everything is working for Titan International because agriculture is working. Year to date, though, these shares up 41% near the highs again. Nobody's selling this one. Why would you with this earnings report? PE, though, just 9.7. Price to sales is 0.5. Earnings expected to be up 84% this year to $1.57 versus 85 cents last year. I talked about this the last time I talked about Titan before they reported this earnings. So they did not disappoint. 
Things still look great. Uh, the shares have had a run. Nobody's selling it, like I said, but it is still cheap. So everybody who says it's terrible out there, they're not in Titan International, <laughs> TWI. That's not terrible for them. Okay, then we're going to switch over to the auto retailers now. And the auto retailers, an interesting group. I've gotten a few tweets from people asking me to do a whole podcast covering them, but I'm including one here because it did make our list of Zach's number one ranks and it's dirt cheap. So the one on the list was Penske, ticker PAG. I own it in the value investor portfolio here at Zach's as well. We've owned it for quite a while now. And uh, we've been debating in there, in that portfolio, what do we do with this? Should we be selling this? We have a big gain, but uh, what is it doing? So year to date, it's up, but just 0.5% now. But over the last month, since it's reported earnings, it's up 14.7%. So it did get a boost back near its highs on their last earnings report, which were stellar. So remember the auto retailers, the story was last year was great. Everybody's buying cars and used cars and the prices are soaring. So that's going to their earnings, but that's over. That was the peak earnings for the auto retailers and it's nowhere but down, but that was wrong. And we now know, even after the first earnings reports coming in, that that was wrong. So um, earnings on Penske expected to be up this year. Remember, a couple months ago, expected to decline. So a little bit of a value trap there, but not anymore. Up, but just 3.3% to $15.79 versus $15.28 last year. So now, now we have to think about 2022 being peak earnings, right? So last year, they got it wrong. It's not peak. We're still in it. And remember, Penske, a little bit different than some of the other auto retailers because they're also a truck retailer. They also have auto retail in the UK, Germany, Italy, Spain, and Japan. They also have commercial vehicles, power systems, and parts distributions in Australia and New Zealand. And remember, they also own 28.9% of the Penske Transportation, which is the logistics business. And that has been killing it with all these supply chain issues and everybody you know, shipping things everywhere. The logistics is tight. And all of their divisions have seen growth and saw growth in this first quarter. So they're a little more diverse in their businesses than some of the other pure play auto retailers in the United States. So how cheap is Penske? It's very cheap. PE of just 6.8, price to sales of 0.3. They do pay a dividend and it's always been pretty decent. And right now, even with the shares up 14% in the last month, the yield is 1.7%. So that's something that we're getting here in addition to just everything that's good in their business right now. Now, I did take a look at one of the more pure play North American auto retailers that I've always liked a lot, Lithia Motors, uh, although I think they just go by LAD now. That's their ticker, LAD. So they have both uh, brick and mortar and they've got the online. Both are performing really well and they too are expected to see their earnings rise this year suddenly. So they had a better first quarter than expected. Earnings expected to be up 8% now in 2022. They too also pay a dividend, but just 0.5% on that yield. 
And year to date, these shares are down 6%, so a little weaker than Penske, but also dirt cheap at six times. They're a number three, which is why they did not make my list. So um, not as quite as good of a Zach's rank as Penske. But auto retail, still dirt cheap. And if you can get them even cheaper, even better. So keep that in mind. Have these on your wish list. Um, I still see a lot of demand. They say if the new cars were there without the semiconductor shortage, people would be buying. So uh, that could be a big driver heading into 2023 as hopefully the semiconductor shortage starts to clear itself up by then and we get more new cars being delivered. So uh, that's Penske, PAG. Okay, then we're going to switch over to housing. Yes, there were a couple home builders that made this list, and I'm putting one on here just to be able to talk about it and what's happening with these stocks and a little bit on the side of caution with the home builders. Okay, the one I chose was Beezer again, Beezer Homes, BZH, because its PE is just 2.4. So (laughs) 2.4 because these shares are now down 39% year to date. Price to sales is just 0.2. So what is happening? Why are they this cheap? Well, everyone does believe this is peak home buying. Those mortgage rates are at 5.5%. And if you follow some of the home builder economists like I do on Twitter, they are talking to a lot of the home builders, not necessarily Beezer, but just many of them in many cities, the ones that are not publicly traded, you know, smaller home builders. And they are now seeing cancellations starting to spike up because once those rates rose, then suddenly the buyers who had entered into that normal you know, contract a, a couple months ago or maybe even six months ago are now saying, hey, the bank is not going to let me close on this and I cannot bring any more money to the table to you know, make it work. So they're just you know, begging out. They're just going out. But the question remains, how many other buyers may step in even with these higher rates? How many others will still want that house? There's still record low inventory of, uh, you know, both new homes and used homes, let's say existing homes, as they're called, around the country. So people have to live somewhere and they still may see buyers step in. Now, we already know from Beezer, they're on the fiscal year. We already know how their fiscal year is going to turn out because they do have the big backlog. They have been moving people, all these publicly traded home builders into, uh, you know, mortgage locks. They they do have wait lists and it's unclear, again, how many people will jump in off the wait list if someone falls out. We're going to find all that out. But these are the unknowns with the home builders. But we pretty much already know the earnings for the home builders for even this full year, even for the companies on the full year, because they can look that far in to, you know, the next six months, they already know their costs. So nothing is really a surprise with their earnings right now. So that's why we got these deep uh, value stocks, these really low PEs, because the earnings are staying elevated. So I looked at Beezer, one that we, it's very lightly covered on Beezer. We only have one estimate. It is up in the last 30 days. That's why we got the number one rank. And it's at 605 versus 405 from last year, up 49%. But next year, next fiscal year, which starts in just a couple months here, 
it is up again, up 13.4% to $6.86. Next year for Beezer is the unknown. Will this hold? Uh, A lot of people are saying no. That's why they're all getting out. That's why year-to-date down 39%. No, this is not going to hold. And demand will fall. Margins will fall as soon as they cannot continue to raise prices the way they have been. And so they're going to see some price pressures as the commodities, labor costs, all these land costs remain elevated. And so the good times are over, the Goldilocks, and they're going to start to enter a more challenging period. Still may be pretty good for the home builders, actually, because of that low inventory, but it might not be as good. So that's some of the concerns with Beezer and the other home builders. Now, just today, as I'm recording this on May 11th, 2022, Beezer announced a $50 million share repurchase. They had a former share repurchase. It had 12 million remaining, but they um, expanded it, the board, because they do see a buying opportunity, as some of these home builders do, with the plunge in their shares. So it makes sense for shareholders, for them to be just buying back the shares here because they're on such a big sale. Now, they also announced they'll bring their total debt below a billion dollars by the end of fiscal 2022, which again is coming up shortly here. So that was also some good news. They are paying down some of that debt. Remember, home builders have a lot of debt. <laughs> they they have land costs, you know, they got to buy the lumber, they got like all this stuff going on. Um, and so they tend to have a lot of uh, debt on hand just from those investments. So that's Beezer Homes. I'm out of the home builders myself right now, but I am starting to I am a little bit more because uh, when they finally have the bigger breakdown, and I know many of you are like, what do you mean bigger, Tracy? It's down 39% already year to date, but I do think it can get cheaper. Now we're going to hear from Toll Brothers, the luxury home builder at the end of May. So I'm going to be tuning in to that earnings report, even though it's a little bit different market than like Beezer Homes, but at least they'll be uh, the next in line to give us some kind of insight. What are the consumers doing? What's happening with their cancellation rates? They do have 20% cash buyers though. So uh, they're going to be a little bit better off. So if you go over and look at toll stock, they aren't down quite as much as some of these others. The that first-time home buyers are going to get hit harder than the luxury and move-up buyers. So keep that in mind. But I'll be tuning in, and I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more about the home builders over the next couple of months. So that's Beezer Homes, ticker BZH. And then I'm going to wrap it up with one I haven't talked about, or at least I haven't for a long time, cross-country healthcare. I don't know if I've talked about this one or if I have, it's been a while. The ticker is CCRN and they're in medical staffing, both nurses and doctors. So these staffing companies on the medical side, including AMN Healthcare, AMN is that ticker. I own that one in the value investor portfolio, but both of these have been killing it. Think about what's been happening out there with our healthcare professionals and even things like the travel nurses. So the rates that the travel nurses are getting has soared to new all-time highs. And that means the earnings for all these staffing companies are doing similar. And so um, they've soared 
whenever there's a big outbreak and they soared in January when Omicron hit and nurses were in high demand in certain parts of the country again. So all the earnings um, and the first quarter earnings reports for cross country and AMN Healthcare were still great. And um, these stocks are really cheap here because the earnings continue to rise. So for cross country, 2022, after they were just reported earnings at the early part of May, their earnings estimates are on the increase here. So four are higher since that earnings report. And they are now expected to make $4.57 for the year up from 306 last year, that's earnings growth of 49% again this year. So they have a dirt cheap PE of just 3.5 and a price to sales of 0.3. But I took a little bit deeper dive into some of these because I did kind of want to know what is happening behind the scenes. Well, now that we're not in the Omicron uh, Omicron outbreak and uh, there's less hospitalizations right now. There has been an ease on the rates paid for travel nurses or even all medical professionals, but certainly the nurses. So the analysts and people in the industry expect over the next couple of quarters through probably at least the third quarter for those rates to come down considerably, maybe as much as 35% under the first quarter, you know, mega rates. So we're already hearing stories on various chat boards of travel nurses talking about how, you know, they used to make 6,000 a week and now they're getting offers of 3,000 or less. And so there is a change going on out there amongst the, uh, you know, supply and demand. But I've always liked the medical staffing even before we ever heard of COVID because, the baby boomer professionals are retiring and there really aren't enough medical professionals. There was a nursing shortage even before COVID. There's even more so of one now because nurses are getting burned out. They're quitting the profession. So there's still going to be strong demand for medical staffing, even if, uh, you know, these rates come down and it's not quite as much of a demand as we saw during these big COVID outbreaks. So uh, that's something to watch as far as earnings declining possibly, but everybody on the street thought that last year was peak earnings for all these medical staffing companies. And so they've been selling off these stocks. So cross country is down 42% year to date now. That's why you get that PE of 3.5 because, oh, that that trend is gone now. We, we no longer need those nurses or doctors anymore, um, or at least not as much as we did during the COVID. So I'm going to get out of this stock, but we still do. So I think the street's getting this wrong, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters that the stock is cheap and it's down 42%. It could slide further and some of these will be, you know, even bigger buying opportunities. AMN Healthcare is also uh, down quite a bit. And so that one is also very cheap and looking interesting as well, even though, again, I already own it in Zach's Value Investor. But some of these uh, medical staffing isn't going anywhere, but it may have to wash out before it reaches some kind of bottom here. So if you're interested in this area, keep it on your wash 
watch list because um, it's definitely, uh, you know, an area that will still have growth even as the staffing issues kind of normalize. Uh, some of the analysts give it maybe 8% growth in the rates going forward. And pre-pandemic, they were 3 to 5% growth in those rates. So um, still seeing fairly bullish and tight market in medical staffing. And that will help uh, both cross-country healthcare and AMN healthcare. So cross-country, again, is CCRN. So all of these companies have one thing in common. The earnings do look good. So the Zacks rank is giving us the good earnings, except for maybe Bungie, which has a slight decline expected this year. But Still, the analysts were raising in the last month, even on Bungie. So something is going good. These companies are saying good things still. Demand is still there. So my advice during the sell-off is to focus on the business. Know who has the trends in their favor. We've already seen agriculture is one of the trends that have, they have the trend in their favor. Energy, same thing. Home builders uh, no longer maybe have the trend, but they're going to be oversold eventually. So another piece of advice, and I've I've had this happen several times already, is to maybe start dollar cost averaging when the sell-off seems absurd. When you do get Beezer at you know one-time forward earnings or something like that, when they have uh, you know a business that is strong and in demand. Maybe that's why their board decided to re-up the, you know, buybacks suddenly to $50 million because they're saying, hey, this is crazy. Also watch those insiders. When it gets really absurd and their business is still doing well, they're going to buy those shares. They're going to say, what? You're crazy. I can't believe I'm getting it this cheap. I know what the sales are doing behind the scenes. We're not being impacted like some other businesses are with, uh, you know, the macroeconomic things that are going on, or we're just lucky and we're in the right areas. And so I'm going to buy a bunch of those shares. So watch the insiders. I like to watch them, especially with retail, because um, some retailers get dirt cheap, but the insiders just never buy in. And that's always a sign to me that maybe it's not so great behind the scenes as I think, because um, they will buy in in retail if it is good. And some of the insiders, for instance, so far in 2022, were buying in Crocs earlier in 2022. They've kind of stopped now that it's still sliding, but I'm going to watch and see if maybe some of them dive in again. So they were buying around in the 70s and now the stock is in the 50s. So, um, you know, if it gets even cheaper than five times earnings, they will probably dive in again somewhere like Crocs. So keep these things in mind. There is still some good things going on out there in the stock market, but it's on the value side. So I know many of you are thinking, wow, there's all these deals on growth. But there are also deals on value and the fundamentals are strong. There's not struggling fundamentals. So that's what I want to own. I want to buy the business, not the chart. Okay, so let's recap a lot of these tickers. I did talk about quite a few even out of the five. So there was Bungie, ticker BG. 
But I also mentioned Archer Daniels Midland ADM, not as cheap as Bungie, however, but they are in business, you know, competitors in, in many ways. Uh, then we had Titan International. They're the one killing it up 40, over 40% year to date. TWI on the tires side. Then we had the auto retailers. Penske was the one of the five PAG, but I also mentioned Lithia Motors, LAD. Then we had home builders. I mentioned Beezer. They're the one in the five BZH, but Toll Brothers is coming up. I'm going to be watching it and their ticker is TOL. Then we had the um, healthcare staffing cross-country CCRN, but also AMN Healthcare, AMN is the ticker there. And then I mentioned Crocs right at the end, uh, Crocs ticker C-R-O-X. And as always, I'm going to be bringing you more value stocks every week because there's plenty, there's tons. This is, this is our time. And so you want to be sure to subscribe. You can get us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. But get us under the Zach's Market Edge. I'm also bringing you a lot of stocks on the Zach's Market Edge. And over there, we are talking about what growth stocks might be interesting here. Hint, hint, Netflix getting closer to a true value stock on a PE basis at just 16 times. So be sure to subscribe to the Zach's Market Edge too, and you'll get plenty of stocks every week. And as always, I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.